My voice. Um, as Brittany said yesterday, we have 12 reasons as to why my voice is gone, as she does, and they're all right here. <laughs> they're amazing, though. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've had such an incredible, incredible week in the Lord. Um, we started camp Wednesday night, and of course, this is our last day, um, is leading the service and just sharing with you guys everything that God did. And so I'm just going to give a little backstory as to how this camp even came to be. Um, we um, had been praying about it for so long, and as it kept getting closer and closer, I started realizing, oh, um, there's only three of us. Um, how in the world are we going to be able to do this? And, and it wasn't just me. Um, my friends would be like, oh, what are your plans for the summer? I'm like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to lead at a church camp. They're like, oh, like the college one, like where there's like 15 other helpers and like this whole staff out. And I was like, oh, no, 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 at our church. And they're like, oh, cool. And so I tell them about it. Like, how many leaders do you have? That sounds like a lot. It's like three. They're like, are you sure you want to go ahead and do this? I don't think you can do this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this. And we'd keep meeting and we kept having our meetings together. And we just began to speak to each other and be vulnerable and be like, okay, we're freaking out a little bit. It's getting closer and closer. and We don't know what we're going to do. Um, and we even asked, like, Is, are we even supposed to have a camp? And each one of us were like, God is telling us to have this camp. And so we just open up every meeting with prayer and just asking God to strengthen our faith. Because if this was something that God wanted to do, we were not going to be the ones to stop it. No matter what our circumstances looked like, we wanted to push our fear aside and just listen to whatever God wanted us to do. And it was so incredible because the closer camp got, the more excited I was starting to become. Um, like last week on Friday, um, we had a meeting and Kyle was like, okay, how are you feeling? I was like, I feel really good. This is going to be great. I'm so excited for camp. I'm like, I just am so expectant and I can't wait to see what God is going to do. And that was the only thought on my mind. And then as we started getting closer, more people started reaching out. This church family is so incredible. And we began getting people who are willing to cook for us, um, set things up, go run out and grab stuff for us for specific games or specific things we needed done. And God knew that when he told us that he wanted us to do this camp. And we've had so many willing vessels and people with servants' hearts willing to come up and help to where we didn't have to worry about anything during this whole camp experience and during this whole preparation time. The only thing that was getting in my way for this camp was my own thoughts and what I believed was possible based on statistical camps that we've had in the past. Oh, statistics show you need at least 10 leaders to do this. Or we should do it specifically this way. We need to go here. We need to go there. We need to do all these things in order for there to be a good camp. When really a good camp just needs one thing, and that is God. And he came down, and he just shared all of us and these kids have been so inspiring in their bravery and their vulnerability and in how they walk through the Lord together. Their unity is fantastic. They've been so patient with us and they've been our cheerleaders throughout this whole entire camp. Um, they've had such 
good servants' hearts. They've been so helpful, and they've indulged us in all of our icebreakers, all of our games, and all of our sessions. Um, and I guess I'll just go into a little bit of what my session was. Um, uh, my session was on worship and how to understand the heart of the Lord better and be able to express to him how much he meant to us through all sorts of different forms of worship. And when I was asking him like what I was supposed to do and what it was supposed to look like, I was like, okay, I've got my laptop, I've got my notes, I'm just going to go ahead and write out exactly like the guideline to perfect worship and perfect worship songs. And I was like, no, you don't need to do all that. I was like, okay, um, well then what do you want me to do? And he's like, I want you to provide an environment for worship, a safe place for these kids to be able to explore me, to be able to understand my characteristics, my different personality traits that they share with me because they are created in my image. And the more they understand me, the more they get to know me, the more they are able to see how much they, that I love them. And so in that session, I was getting in my head and I was like, I have nothing to read from. We're just sitting here. I'm singing worship songs. Like I told them, I was like, I'm so sorry. This seems so unprepared. <laughs> um, but God, God doesn't need like, um, oh, let me see. How am I going to phrase this? What we deem we need in order to make a specific experience that he has set us out to create can stop us from being able to experience him in his fullness. Because I kept telling God, I can't do this because I don't have this. Or I don't feel qualified because I don't have this. Whereas all he needed was me. Because he set my purpose out for me before I even became a youth pastor. And he knew what he wanted this camp to be. And he knew who all was going to come and help us. We had no idea how many willing vessels we were going to have. How many incredible people in this church family were going to be here. All we knew was God wanted us to do this. And we did it. And we are so glad that we trusted him because he was so right. That this camp was going to be incredible me as a leader, I've been so blessed and I've learned so much from these kids. I've seen different sides of God and how they act, how they speak, how they treat each other and how they treat us. And that has just been an incredible experience for me. And just as I told them on the closing night, I'm going to close my little section uh, with you guys. Um, the devil, the enemy will do anything in his power to make us believe that we are incapable of doing what God has said that we are going to do. And he will use our logic, our flesh, and our mind, and what we believe is impossible to help us define how God can move. And it's when we step out of that mindset and disconnect our flesh trying to understand God and connect our spirit with the spirit of God when the impossible becomes possible and the supernatural begins to walk amongst the earth. So, just like I told them, (laughs) 
Walk in faith. God will never ask you to do anything that he does not deem you capable and worthy of doing. He does not tell you to do something for you to run out and fall on your face. He does not tell you to do something in order to humiliate yourself or to take down somebody else. He tells us to do it because he believes that we can go forth and spread his kingdom and share his love in a way personalized to the specific person we are trying to reach. That is why he did not want me to make a structured plan for what worship is. Because it's personalized to you and him. He has an individual relationship with each of us. And because he's created us with so many different personalities, he knows exactly how to connect with us to make it lasting impression upon us so that we can make that lasting impression upon each other and others. So walk out in faith. Stay brave. When he tells you to do something, do it. No matter how impossible. And he will always, always move because he is faithful and he is proud of all of us and respects all of us and deems us capable So the devil's thoughts and his little whispers mean absolutely nothing. This just makes me feel more comfortable. Oops. Comfortable. (laughs) Hi, guys. So um, I'm Brittany Cannon. I'm pretty sure, like, I recognize every face, so I'm hoping every face recognizes me. But um, I am one of the youth pastors, um, obviously, duh, Brittany, get it together, my goodness. Sorry, I'm doing this because if I start off lighthearted, I won't end like a soppy, goopy mess of tears. So we're going to just keep it fun and light and happy, all right? Sound good? Okay, great. (laughs) Um, So our theme, as you guys can maybe see up there, maybe we should have, I don't know. It is in the beginning. And as we were coming up with this camp and as we were praying and as we were talking with each other, you know, we were, we threw out a couple names, a couple different themes that we were kind of like, oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? You know, we could do um, a bunch of things. And this one stuck out to us. And as we were praying about why, and we were praying about like, um, okay, so if this is the name, then what is the camp about? You know, in the beginning, that's pretty ambiguous. That could be in the beginning of a lot of things. You know, everything has a beginning. So, basically, as we were talking with each other and as we were praying and and just worshiping and just really pressing in to figure out um, how God wanted us to reach the kids this year, we figured out that he wanted, by in the beginning, he meant firm foundation. What are the steps, the practical steps that you need? What are the steps that you can take? And how do you take those steps in order to not only have a relationship with God, but maintain a relationship with God and a strong one at that? And um, one of my, uh, I spoke a couple times, I mean, obviously all of us spoke a couple times. I'm not sure if you can tell. But um, as I was talking, something that God pointed out to me was... um, Something God pointed out to me was that a lot of people tend to step away. 
a lot of people around this age, you know, right when you're walking into kind of your freedom, you're starting to get your driver's license. Ooh, you have the car. You get to decide whether you go to church on Sunday all of a sudden. You know, um, a lot of people don't make that decision to stay. They kind of decide, you know, um, let me see what life would be like if I, if I just did what I wanted to do. Sunday is now another day to sleep in. And I was like, God, why is that? You know, so many of my friends, once we hit about 16 or 17, I feel like I didn't see them every Sunday anymore. You know, once they started driving themselves and mom and dad weren't waking them up and getting them in the car, I was like, why don't I see them anymore? And it was because they lacked that firm foundation. They knew who God was, like, in the in the name, but they didn't know everything that God had to offer. They didn't know all the sides of God, and they didn't even know how to find that. And so as we started this camp, we were like, okay, well, well how, do we help? how do we help show what in our walk has helped us show? And, and so we had um, different sessions. Sorry, if you can tell, I'm trying really hard not to cry because God is just so awesome. But, um... Okay, so um, we had different sessions. We had sessions about um, worship and prayer. We had a wonderful guest speaker come in, um, Michael Ann, who talked about worship. Dominic talked about worship and prayer. Um, And then we talked about the Bible, and not only what the Bible is, but why is the (laughs) Bible... Thank you. It was funny. When I got here, one of the kids told me, hey, make sure you sit on the end because there's tissues under that chair. <laughs> so, um, we talked about the Bible, like how to get into the Bible, where to start, because I mean, sometimes that's when you've grown up in the church, people kind of, not all the time, but a lot of the time, people kind of tell you what the Bible means, you know, because when you're younger, some people learn about it early, like they can't even read at that point. So they grow up with all these ideas, they grow up with all these things, like, oh, the Bible is this, the Bible is that. And they don't know how to discover new revelations for themselves. They don't know how to look at the Bible and read it and ask God why he put that verse in there. Why did he put that verse in there specifically for them? You know, because I think truly the Bible can mean, the verses can mean different things to different people. But why is it in there for you? Why did God put that there? Why did he want you to see it? And then how do you go about figuring out things like that? And so I talked about the Bible um, we talked about the importance of reading it and, and not just reading it, but ingraining it into your heart and understanding. And I, and I feel, I told them, I said, I feel like a lot of people don't read it because they think they're dumb or they think they don't understand it. Or if they don't get anything out of it, they just think it's pointless. And, and that's not true. The reason why a lot of people don't read their Bibles and the reason why a, a lot of people tend to just ignore that part, the boring part of being a Christian, you know, like it's fun to worship. You can pray in community. You have connections. So the Bible is kind of, I mean, you can have Bible studies, but truly the Bible is something that is on your own. And I said, the reason that the Bible is the thing that is normally lacking is because it has the most truth. And if you read your Bible, the devil can no longer come in and tell you these little lies about yourself. You know, he can't tell you you're stupid. He can't tell you that you're worthless because you have the truth to combat it. What I told them is if you don't know who you are, then the world is your mirror. When you walk out, if you have nothing, um, I used a silly little analogy about a bird 
I said, when kids are growing up, they don't know a lot of things, you know, so they're like, oh, why this, why that? I said, it's kind of like if, if a kid who's like four or five walked up to you and they said, hey, why do birds fly? And, you know, kids ask a lot of questions. Sometimes you're just sick of it. And you're like, because they got skinny legs, okay? Birds fly because they have skinny legs. <laughs> that, might sound kind of out, that might sound kind of outrageous. And a lot of you in here have the knowledge to be like, no, no, that's totally not right. But this child is asking because they have no idea. So if you tell them it's because the bird has skinny legs, they have no choice but to believe that the bird, it, they fly because they got thin legs. And so if you don't know the truth that the Bible says about you, your brain will accept things that aren't true. And um, so just I, told, I was talking about how you just have to be so careful about what your mirror is because my mirror has been so many different things throughout my life. And you need to make sure that you know that you know that you know the truth of the Lord so that the devil can't come in and he can't say, hey, uh, guess what? You suck. <laughs> Take that. You can be like, actually, the Lord says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, but nice try. So um, these kids are just so amazing and they are so on fire and they're just so... They're so hungry, and I adore every single one of them. All of them have such a large space in my heart. All of us leaders care for um, each one of these kids so much in different ways. Um, and this was just such an honor and a privilege. And every time I look back, I'm like, man, I wish I had let myself enjoy the journey a little bit more, like Dominic said, because I was the one who was like, we can't do it. Panic, 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 panic. And Dominic and Kyle were like, breathe. We can't do it, but the Lord can. And I was like, I know the Lord can, but will he? <laughs> and um, so I am just, I am just so, so grateful. And looking back, I know, and I, I can see God in every single step. Another little story that I wanted to share is when we were going out to the lake, we knew it was supposed to call for rain on Friday. And so... For like the whole week and a half before camp, we even put the word out to people. We were like, pray that there's no rain so we can go to the lake, please. And it didn't start raining until after we got back from the lake. So also, little story, but it's lighthearted and fun. So I won't cry. So now it's time for Kyle. <laughs> so... um just kind of as youth leaders in general, but especially during this camp, we've been kind of doing this tag team thing, like over and over, where Dominique, Brittany, Kyle, Dominique, Brittany, Kyle, like like every talk. But um, what we've been doing is focusing on three very important aspects of our walk with God. Dominique talked about worship, Brittany talked about the Bible, and I talked about something else. Um, oh, it's not up there. Um, <laughs> I talked about fellowship. I, I was looking for the name of the church, but it, it's not there. But <laughs> 
this church is called New Covenant Fellowship. We care about fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> and I was talking about what that means. And, um, you know, actually, these kids are kind of sly. I, last night, I, we're like, it's like 2.30 a.m. <laughs> oh, it was 2. It was more like 2. And, and I come into the, the youth room. I'm like, guys, I hate to break it to you, but we got to wake up at 7 tomorrow. If you've done the math, that's five hours of sleep. <laughs> we should go to bed. And Joseph over here. <laughs> He turns my own words against me. <laughs> he says, oh, but if you make us go to bed now, you're not letting us fellowship anymore. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. I was just like, look, deal, 2.30. I'll see you downstairs. <laughs> Man, there, there were so many of those things. Um... And I have to admit, I'm kind of the the three one of the three leaders that the, is the least organized. Um, where, huh? Yes. <gasps> but it's kind of like every time I come up here with a microphone. Or even most of our meetings, we like just go in the youth room, we sit around the couches, we're all close, kumbaya. Um, yeah. But I, I really just focus on what the Lord is saying. So you'll see me like while I'm talking to you, just pause and like stare into space. I'm like, hmm, what are you saying, God? And uh, right now, he's asking if anybody in this room has played tag before. So I want to see a show of hands if you've played tag before. Okay, like everybody. So you know the idea of there being like a, a base in tag. You know, you go to the base, you're safe. Nobody can get you. Um, do you know what this room is called? Sanctuary. Do you know what the definition of sanctuary is? Yeah, it's a safe place uh, for worship. Um, and it's a great place to be. If you're really tired after running a lot in tag, and you get to the base, like, yeah, I made it. Get out of here. Just give me a second. Yeah? Well, that's, that's kind of like what this place is with our, with our walk with God. It's like a place to recharge, and it's a safe place. Nobody can get us here. However, if you've played tag, you know it's not very fun if you just stay on base the whole time. <laughs> right? So, just like in tag, in order to have fun, in order to actually, like, get some tag playing in, you got to get off base and you got to run. It's kind of like our walk with Christians as Christians here. We can't just spend time with God in this room. We can't just spend time on, on base in here. Um... We've got to go out. We've got to take what we learn here outside of those walls. Does it actually say it on that door? Hold on. It says it on that door over there. I've said it like five times, so they know what I'm going to say. There's a little sign on the doors that say, 
you are now entering your ministry field. Right? And, and notice they're, they're not on the outside of the church. So you see them when you're coming in. They're on the inside of the church. So you see them when you're uh, leaving. Right? This, this isn't a club. Right? This is a group of people who are pursuing God in relationship. And we're doing it together. We're in fellowship together. But we can't just keep it here. We have to take it out there. And that's kind of what I wanted to, to emphasize with these guys. All right, I'm looking at Matthew. I have to talk about it now. <laughs> Matthew, I love you. <laughs> so, so we went to the lake on Friday. <laughs> and, you know, if you guys don't know something, this is actually something that's true about redheads. <laughs> Matthew's redhead. They, they have a higher tolerance for pain. Yeah, it's been tested. They have a higher tolerance for pain. Well, that's physical pain. Um, they have a lower tolerance, though, for um, thermal pain. Thermal pain. <laughs> so, whenever you're walking through a parking lot and there's a redhead in the group and you hear it, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's them. <laughs> We're at the lake, and Matthew decides that he doesn't want to. He doesn't need to wear sunscreen. Um, if you if you come up to him after service, you'll see he got burned really bad. We were at the pizza factory the same night, the same night, and he was already lobster colored everywhere. And for the rest of the camp. He, his shoulders have been so burned that he's been walking around like this. Because <laughs> it hurts to move. I, I really feel so bad, but I just have to say it. Fleet, guys, put on sunscreen when you leave the church. <laughs> or just when you go to the lake, all that sort of thing. It matters. <laughs> Especially if you have red hair. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that tag thing. I've been going on a rant about analogies, about how, well, I mean, Jesus spoke in parables a lot, right? The, the Bible is full of symbolism that, that has real physical meaning, and that's because analogies are kind of the thing that help us understand these really difficult spiritual topics that our brains aren't really good at getting but they are getting, getting like the physical world. So we relate things in the spiritual realm to the physical with some analogies. And that's what the tag thing was. Does anybody use that hand sanitizer? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, now, I feel like what's coming up next is that we have a lot of kids. Like, we weren't the only ones at camp, the three of us. There's 
a bunch of kids over there that were also there at camp. And God wasn't just talking to us. He was talking to them. So now we are going to give them an opportunity to tell you guys about what God was doing in their lives. So who do we think is first? It's definitely Johnny. Uh, forgive me if I'm tired. As Kyle already said, 2.30, not exactly the most healthy lifestyle. <laughs> Certainly a fun one, though. Um, um, I feel like my experience with camp has always been a great one, and this time it was no different. I feel like our walk with God has always been, through camp, fellowship, like Kyle talked about, being around like-minded individuals who have a fervor for God and really want to go after him, and just sort of feeding off of each other. Kyle, earlier in our service, gave the analogy of a, uh, what is it called? An infinite loop, basically. What is it called? Perpetual motion machine. And I feel like that's kind of what we get when we fellowship with people like us. A lot of times I take this for granted that I get to come to church and talk to these people and have fun. But uh, throughout camp, I just realized how cool that is, that we get to be here and that we get to have fun with these amazing people. Um, so throughout church, I had to leave, like, I think twice, because I had to take the ACT. And <laughs> though that went pretty well, throughout that entire time, everyone here was encouraging me. I got a video uh, the day after I took it, or a couple hours after I took it, telling me congratulations, and that just brightened up my day because I was super worried after that. It was very stressful. And I feel like that, in a nutshell, is what GT was for me. It was a place to fellowship and for us to feed off of each other and for us to make Brittany cry. <laughs> anyway, I would like to thank our leaders because they've done an amazing job, um, especially with all the stressfulness with there being so few of them this year. So anyway, I would just like to give them a round of applause. <laughs> Okay, who's next? All right. Wait, what's your name again? <laughs> Natalie, come on up here. Good morning. So, I just want to start this off with saying thank you to everyone who helped with GT. And thank you to our awesome leaders. And a big thank you to the big man upstairs because he's really done a lot at this GT. Um, there's really so much I could say, but I just wanted to start with how Brittany was explaining our theme. Oh, it's not up there. In the beginning, 
What's so special about those three words is they're the first three words in the Bible. And that's, like, kind of powerful. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He designed everything in this world so specially. Like, he crafted everything. Sorry, hang on. And then, I'm just, like, blown away by, like, how incredible he is. Sorry. Um, He handcrafted everything in this world, and then he took the time to handcraft each one of you and make you so special. And he has a plan for all of you. So, um, my biggest takeaway from this camp was that... He has this awesome plan for each one of you, and he just wants a relationship with you. So if you can just actively seek him with your family, with your church friends, then he's going to just be so excited. And once we can all come together to to have a relationship with God, we can, um, you know, take it out into the world. And here's an analogy. This is not mine, but, um, so no copyright, because, you know. Imagine a big lake, and then imagine this big pebble, and that pebble is this church. We're all in that pebble, and we're going to drop it into the lake, and then we're going to watch the ripple. So basically what that's saying is we're all going to fellowship together, and then we're going to spread it out into the world and watch it spread to everybody. And I think that's just pretty cool. So, yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to end with this. Um, This was something I kept getting throughout the camp. God's love endures forever. So just, like, remember that. He's always there. Good morning. So, um, I wanted to start by saying the top three things I found from the camp, starting with the third, and I'll have a point to this. But, um, so of course we each day we had a basics planned. We didn't know everything. Those special events, and we didn't know what what would it be yet until it was time. and that's kind of like how it works with your life. You might know like, oh, I'm most likely going to eat three meals a day. I'm most likely going to go to bed at night. But you don't know exactly what you're going to do if you go outside. Um, you might play with your dog. You might go on a walk. Uh, and so, okay. T- this weekend, a uh, week, now weekend, the top three things I found was like building my character in a way and everybody too. Like it helped everybody, but first the, of course the people, I mean, 
Um, <laughs> when I first came to youth group, before the camp, I was brand new and haven't been coming long, but I was, felt very welcomed at first. And then we, the next week, I heard about a camp, and I was at first I was like, hmm, that sounds fun, but I just started. <laughs> and it has been so great, and thank you, you three, for that. Um, so we had a special guest, and you've probably heard who came to do worship, and then, of course, Brittany and Dominique did worship, too. And each time, it was like, I got used to warming up more and more, and because they had made a space for you to grow in that, and it was really amazing. (laughs) Each time I could see, I was getting better and better at that. Um, Because these things were just things I was hoping for, wishing for, but wasn't doing a lot to do, get them or achieve it. So it, w- it was like an answer to a prayer, <laughs> lots of prayers. <laughs> and then also I got to like the whole time during the camp, it was very easy. And somebody had said like right now during camp, we can have like a file going, but it doesn't have to go out when camp ends. You can just you just have to maintenance it to keep going. Um, and so that's what I'm hoping for to keep that going and not stop here just because it's the last day. And okay, one moment. Okay, so the special guest who came to come do the worship was amazing, uh, Michael Ann and. That was fun. Um, then, of course, we did the like fun stuff, outdoor, a lot of outdoor things, the lake, and we really worked hard. At night times, it was like crash, because <laughs> we were busy. It was good though, and um, this really is something that maybe in your life, it's not a camp or necessarily something. With a group, it can be, but I found that if I hadn't been praying for these things or longing for these things, I probably wouldn't have necessarily found them. I might have, but maybe not all of them. And so if there's anything on your heart that you want to find or you want to grow in, just pray about it, think on it, talk to God on it, or even your family or anybody else, because that's like your first step of pursuing that. And if you don't do that first step, you're most likely not going to find it. (laughs) So this was definitely a way that was totally an answer to prayer. And everybody was really amazing. (laughs) So, yes, thank you. Hello? Ow. It's weird. There's a delay on it. Hello, my name is Jaden, and I went to the camp. It's actually my first time ever going to a camp. And, yeah, it was really fun. We got to hang out, and we got to play a lot of games and sleep, barely. But 
I really wanted to talk about the things that really made it special to me. And it was, there was a lot of good questions that, because we had little pamphlets and little small groups that then we would go into it and ask the questions. And one that really made my day was, what does worship mean to you? So, and really getting to explore that with other people. So, and growing in that. So, other things were, I don't know, everyone else already covered that. So, yeah. But something that happened was, also, by the way, I am literally vibrating up here. So, I am quite literally vibrating. So... something in a way that's sort of sad to think about is that there's some things that when you grow up in a Christian family, you just take for granted. But one of those is even sermons. Like you're like, oh, I've already heard that sermon. I'm just going to sit in the back and sleep. But I really, for a lot of it, I was like, oh, even for some of them, I was like, oh, I already heard that. But then at the end, I really, God told me something, and then throughout it, pieces just kept on falling into place. And I was like, that's why that was there, and that's why that was there. It's like an hour straight that was happening. So, it was really fun to do that, and to fellowship with other people, and get bruised in the knees. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you all for coming. And congratulations to the leaders. Thank you, Jay. Awesome. Hello, my name is Hope Haley. Can you hear me? Okay. Hello, my name is Hope Haley, and um, I okay. I started praying for camp um, a long time ago because I was really excited to do a camp because I've never gotten to do one. And I was so excited when we got to find all our dates. And there was things throughout since then that have come that have been wrapped up and put together. So, like, the puzzle pieces have been started to see the picture in the puzzle. Um, Some good things. I loved the community and the way we all could come together and see God and everything we were doing each step of the way, um, and how we learned to be free and feel free in worship as we could, we are all here for each other, and we will rejoice together and weep together as we go through the days as a community. Um, I also, something like really close to me would be some the amount of love that God has for us, that even if we make a wrong turn, he he loves us so much that he's not going to leave us behind that. He will knock down that wall and take you and lead you if you are pursuing him in his way. Thank you. So this week was a really fun week. Uh, last night, I wanted to stay up all night, but Kyle shut us down. 
didn't want us to fellowship. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm not going to talk for too long, but the main thing I wanted to talk about was just reading the Word. One of my favorite days was when we went to Sanger, and we walked their little trail that they have, and it was a fellowship time. We also talked about our small group stuff, and we just talked about how we need to read God's Word after this, and just we need to make it a part of our life. A lot of times we end up putting our life or like our things before God, but we need to just put, okay, so we need to put God at the center of our life is what I'm saying. And we sometimes forget that. One time I saw this analogy, it was, use rocks. So it was like the big rocks are God and then the sand was like the little things in life or the things we want to do. And if you put the sand in first, and then the rocks, it doesn't, you can't fit it all. But if you put the big rocks in and then the sand on top, then it all fits. So, there's an analogy for you, Kyle. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, it can be really hard, and it's hard for me to really put your notes, to, well, not to the grindstone. It's not a chore, but it can just be really hard to read your Bible. And I want to make a good a better effort at making sure God is put in first, that I put the big rocks in first before the same. So, and uh, before I go, I just want to say the leaders were absolutely phenomenal, and the staff this week, absolutely amazing. They did such a good job and were so caring and comforting. It was, it was really good. We've got a couple more kids. Are you guys okay with staying late? A little bit late? Okay. All right. Emma. So my name is Emma Goodner, and um, this is my first youth camp. And, like, I've gone to church since I was, like, little, but I always felt like I couldn't connect with God very well and, like, oh, we're just going to stand up here and worship and, like, dance and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to, like, stare off into the distance. But this youth camp was, like, different, and it just felt like I was so close to God. And it was just so great to be around everyone. And there was just such a great energy, and it was such a great, safe place to, like, talk about how we felt like God was with us and how God, like, was talking to us. And then my favorite day was probably, like, the lake day or the day before that because we stayed up super late and we were all exhausted before then. So it was kind of fun to just not have to do that much on Friday. And, like, we would, like, play games in the water and just, like, play. And then I'd like to thank the leaders because they were all super encouraging and fun to be around. And all the my friends I made. And, like, I just had so much fun.
So before I say anything, I want to say thank you to the leaders and to um, all my friends, and thank you for our cookers because that was good. That was good meals and everything. Um, and um, one of the things I want to say is um, that what I've mainly learned is there's different ways to worship, different ways to read the Bible, and different ways to do fellowship. And, and one of my favorite days was not the lake day. Like, <laughs> uh, my, my favorite day was the first, the second, the third, not the fourth, the fifth. Um, and um, even though I, I did get burnt and everything, um, my friends helped me out with some of the things I need to do. And, yeah, and I don't think this speech can be because all those speeches were really good. Um, but, yeah, thank you. All right, I have been to a few GTs in the past, and I do have to say that this one was so much different than every other one that I've ever been to. All of them were amazing. I just feel like this one was a lot, and I know you've heard about bruised knees and nose getting elbowed, but it was a lot calmer than the other ones. <laughs> and we really got to focus on us and like our emotions and our feelings going into God. And how we got to learn about different, what characteristics we shared with God and the different aspects of him and the different hierarchies and the different ways you can fellowship and the different ways that you can worship. And it was just so personalized. And it wasn't, it was just where, this is one of the GTs where I feel like I'm walking out where I'm not just completely physically exhausted from everything else that we did, and it's one that, honestly, I wish wouldn't end. Usually at the end of GTs, I'm like, oh, I get to go home. I get my bed back, but honestly, I'd sleep on the floor for another week if we could keep this going. Um, <laughs> um, my sisters are Didi and Brittany. They were the um, heads of this GT, and um, then there's Kyle, and I've known him forever, and he is a really good role model for me, and I've always looked up to him. And um, I just think it was just so in, so incredible seeing so many people that I look up to and love and respect, putting that same love and respect times 10 into me and my friends. And um, this was definitely just a very enlightening experience. I definitely got to work on myself and getting a and being able to learn others emotions and being able to um, work with those. That was one of the characteristics I think that I had was empathy and being able to see how other people are feeling and um, help them through that and work through that. I got to talk to a couple friends about it and just get closer. And I really do think that I'm walking out of this GT with a lot of relationships that 
I don't think could have been any deeper if it wasn't for these last five days. So I'd like to thank you leaders, and I'd like to thank you, GT, for being there for me and being able to um, just make me feel welcome. All right, so um, as we close and I compose myself, we're going to um, go ahead and put out just a, a list of thank yous for everybody who has helped. I'm sure there are probably more than this, but right now this is just, these are the people that, um, we're not any less grateful if your name isn't said. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, so firstly, I'd like to thank the Van Deventers for helping us out and getting us a sound system. That was super awesome. <laughs> um, I think uh, Miss Paula, Grandma, Miss Loretta, and all the other people who helped us with our food and helped us cook. Um, we had some chips donated to us so that we could have a fun na nacho night. Um, Michael Ann and Jesse are not here, but they did our worship for us um, last night, and it was absolutely incredible. Kennedy came and she helped us with media. The Haley's um, helped let us use like so many life jackets. We counted them; they're all back, guys. Don't worry. Um, I'd like to thank my mom and dad for a lot of support and also, again, the Van Deventer parents because I know they provided us with so much support, everybody, um, all of our parents. We couldn't be here without y'all. Um, I know I already thanked the good nerds, but I'd also like to thank them again because they did so much more than just cook. Mr. Rod was um, willing to help drive the kids out everywhere. I want to thank Miss Ellen for putting up with us because she has to work in that office and we were just all over this church. <laughs> um the Hans for allowing us to um, have some actual warm showers and not a watering hose in the back. <laughs> Those showers were amazing. And um, I'd also like to thank the um, the Underwoods for helping and, and running and getting stuff for us. Gophers, as my mom calls them. Not, not like the animal, but like going forth and everything. <laughs> And then lastly, I would like to, well, not lastly, second to lastly, I'd like to thank our amazing kids and the amazing team that God blessed us with. And I'd like to thank God for helping us and staying faithful to us and being with us throughout this week. Um, I would totally do it again. Okay. Um, and with that, we're going to pray it out. Um, Pastor, do you need the, the microphone back afterwards? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all of this. You've been so overwhelming for all of us during this last week. The, the fruit that you've given this church, that you've given these kids, that you've given everybody in this room right now is immeasurable in desirability, God. You're so amazing. And we pray that all of the sticks, that we, we actually do take it out and you continue to tell us what taking it out actually means. 
what it actually looks like. So it's not just a phrase to say, get it out of here, like get it out of these walls, that we actually do it and you show us what to do. Lord, we're all following you faithfully and we love you so much. Amen. And with that, I think everybody's dismissed.